Welcome back to FBA Lifestyle Podcast. We got a crazy one. We got Johnny Lowe. He is a Kickstarter expert. This is actually just what I needed right now. So he got started on Amazon selling 2015, was doing well, 15K a month profit. And then he launched one of his products on Kickstarter and ended up crushing it on Kickstarter. So ever since then, he's been a Kickstarter guy. So if you're an Amazon seller and you've been curious about Kickstarter or curious about another way to promote your products, I especially have been. He's going to give us a masterclass in this episode all about Kickstarter and how you can crush it. His uh, website is livemyplayground.com. You can check it out. Link in the description. He's got the Kickstarter launch guide and all that stuff. So without further ado, let's hand it over to Johnny Lowe. What's up? What's happening? What's up, Riley? Good to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. So take your screen off uh, just for a second so they can uh, first meet you in person before you get into your uh, your slide deck. Okay. There you go. Cool. So yeah, real quick, um, where are you at right now? And uh, yeah, what's your brief background? Are you like a digital nomad or kind of what have you been doing? So in 2015, uh, I'll just switch to be here. There you go. Nice beach setting. Yep, we'll see 2015, uh, started doing FBA and just jumped into it because two of my friends were doing really well. They were doing like 6K US in profit per month and they were doing it part-time. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, if, if we can do it full-time, imagine what was possible. And so we were inspired by their success, ended up launching our first product at the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was silicone wedding rings. <laughs> You've probably heard of it yep, before. Yep, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. So we, we did some really cool stuff in that space. We ended up hitting 15K profit like getting all our money back within the first few months and then we thought to ourselves why don't we multiply our success across i don't know 20 products in the following year and see if we can hit a million gross revenue and it didn't exactly work out that way but we ended up finding out about kickstarter and i'll be sharing about our journey on kickstarter and how we're able to raise six figures consistently for a few different products awesome Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just dive right into your, uh, your, uh, Kickstarter mini class here. Yeah. So let's dive right in. So I'm going to be showing you our six figure Kickstarter launch blueprint, the secret to having a profitable launch, eliminating risk and building a long-term sustainable brand. And a lot of these topics and things that I'm going to be discussing about Amazon and Kickstarter, it's great because uh, a lot of the issues that we had in being able to create a sustainable brand in order to build a list, a lot of these challenges that we faced in building something on Amazon, we were able to find solutions or workarounds on a platform like Kickstarter. So if you guys are having any issues around successfully launching products profitably, building a list, building a brand, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a great presentation for you. So So, so out the gate, uh, I'll I'll kind of stop you as as I said, when I have questions. So out the gate, can you can, you can use this for, for an Amazon launch, so to speak. So you like, you do the whole promotion on Kickstarter and then once it's live, there's no problem to, to sell it on Amazon, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And the great thing is Amazon actually recognizes how powerful Kickstarter is as a platform and gaining 
credibility for new products or new brands, but also just getting interest on the internet. So they have yeah. this thing called Amazon Launchpad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they give you access to a lot. If you're a brand new seller on Amazon, they give you access to a lot of the enhanced branding and selling features through the Launchpad. So yeah. usually you wouldn't get this until you're like a really qualified seller, but they give it to you right off the bat if they see your project or if you pitch it to them. Yep. Awesome. All right. So yeah. So what can you expect today? Like I mentioned, there's a six figure launch blueprint and this can be applied as Riley mentioned to any e-commerce launch. You can transition from Kickstarter after the launch to your platform of choice. So Amazon, if you want to, if you have your own Shopify store, if you have WooCommerce, any of those platforms, because Kickstarter is only taking care of the launch. The rest of it is up to you. So we separated this presentation into two parts. The first is understanding Kickstarter and why this will forever change your launches and what you see as possible. And the second part will actually dive into our five step process of our blueprint. And if you stay until the end, uh, we'll give you a bonus valued at $197. And this is going to be great if you have a product that you have in the pipeline that you're ready to launch. And obviously there's a lot more value beyond just the, uh, this bonus itself because you're going to be applying this to a future launch that you have. So who am I? I am Johnny Lowe. You can see in this cool GIF I made, I'm a street dancer. I still love to dance in my free time. Okay. This is one of my battles <laughs> at a school right, break dancer. Nice. in Toronto. Yeah, so uh, that's eight years ago, but I still actively dance. It's what I love. And um, aside from that, in school, I graduated from engineering and then very quickly decided that wasn't for me. I became a video producer and been doing that for the past 10 years before I actually ended up going into Amazon FBA and kind of living that digital nomad lifestyle. Yeah. So as I mentioned, 2015, that's when we kind of made the switch to a more remote business. And that was after a trip to Thailand where Riley is right now. Uh, did the whole Bangkok, Southern Thailand trip. And then it just opened my eyes because we met a lot of really cool people living in location business, independent businesses. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how can I recreate this for myself? And that's mm-hmm. what kicked off the journey. So started selling on Amazon, figured that whole thing out. And by the second or third year, we, we ended up doing 700K uh, on Amazon in 2017. And then one thing led to another. We ended up raising $1.2 million year to date for two of our very own crowdfunding launches. And since then, we've also been helping people uh, to launch successfully on Kickstarter to six figures. Awesome. So yeah, the first part is uh, uh, why you'll want to pay attention to a platform like Kickstarter. So before we get into that, I actually created a few exhibits here to kind of get you guys excited about what Kickstarter is all about. And this first exhibit is called Cheat Sheets. These are kind of old. They're from, uh, from April, but still really cool, really cool products. The first one is essentially like a partitioned bake tray. So normally when you bake stuff, it's just one massive bake tray. You put, you know, your, your steak, your pot roast, your vegetables, potatoes, and that's it. You have to put them on different trays. But if you're limited for space or you have smaller servings, these geniuses came up with a way to partition your ingredients on a single tray. Mm-hmm. And these guys did 100K on day one, April 21st. They've already closed. They closed at, I think, over $2 million. An amazing product for the lockdown and COVID because everyone's wow. baking, but these guys just killed it. Um, 
the second product, if you think that you need a massive, uh, a massive appeal to your product, that's totally not true. This is, I don't know what this is. Isospine is supposed to fix your back, but mm -hmm. these back uh, relief products tend to be really popular on Amazon. They did 70 K in the first week, we launched March 31st, uh, trending towards over 320 K Canadian. Uh, so super niche product, but mm -hmm. again, you, they did super well. Mm -hmm. Nice. Exhibit mode three. So this is a trendy, like fad product. This is obviously targeted for COVID. They did almost 500 K in the first two weeks, Canadian mm -hmm. and trending towards 600 K, uh, over less than I think 30 days. So if you have a specific product that's on trend, if it's COVID related, Kickstarter is also a great place to launch. Yeah. So, so basically with like, um, with these products you were telling me earlier, it, it can't be obviously a copycat private label thing. It's gotta be, it's gotta be basically, basically it can't be on Amazon yet. It can't be <laughs> just some obvious copy of something existing, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to be getting into it a little bit later in the presentation, like okay. how far you have to go in order to launch on Amazon. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it should not be, it should not exist yeah. in its, it's gotta be anywhere a, it's gotta in be the marketplace. It's got to be a new thing for sure. Yeah, which, yeah. Which definitely can be done. Like pretty much most of my products have, have been unique anyway, most of my Amazon products. So, so yeah, it definitely can be done without completely reinventing the wheel. Exactly, exactly. Um, this is a perfect example. This is a uh, Revolve tray box. I found this one randomly. They did 42K in the first 30 days. It closed out, I think, over 300K a few days ago. But this is nothing too crazy if you're familiar with making you know, stainless steel or wood products. Really simple product, and it has a 40-second video. So this is an example of a product where you know, maybe you're not good at making videos, you're not good at photos. If you look up this product, the video is just a finger flipping open and close this box. Mm. So, I mean, the product itself is pretty novel, not too complicated, but the video is super simple. So if you have a really simple product, you don't really have to explain it much. This product did 300K. I have no idea why, but right. it did. And this last one here, uh, another super niche product. And this one kind of just shows how rich people are in Kickstarter for like some of the most ridiculous products. This is a calf stretching device raised 40k on the first day april 1st and did 300k in only three weeks before it even ended and all it all it does it's just a, a 45 degree incline you put your calf on it and you stretch it and i think the starting price point was like 40 or 60 dollars us in the, this is this is march this is in the middle of april like the peak of the pandemic in the states and yeah. people were still spending money like crazy so yeah. <laughs> It just, yeah, this is a great example of how much money uh, and what people are willing to spend on even when, you know, you have this crazy pandemic going on in the world. So a lot of really cool opportunities happening uh, despite what's happening in the climate in the world. Kickstarter is still a really awesome platform to launch on for different reasons. So in case you've been living in a cave, you don't know what Kickstarter is. Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform. It's essentially a glorified e-commerce platform where customers, or also called backers, they contribute to a project that doesn't exist yet. So you actually don't even have to have any inventory sitting in a warehouse. Not, it doesn't have to exist. All you need is a prototype that you can take photos of and present it 
on what we call a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, the main competitor is Indiegogo. Uh, they're way more lax than Kickstarter, so they're okay with photorealistic renders. You don't even need a physical product or a prototype. But Kickstarter is, is um, they're way more strict, so you do need a working prototype and uncut, unedited videos of it working. Indiegogo, if you really want to go MVP, minimum viable product, you can launch on Indiegogo and they will ask as many questions. In terms of the audience size, Kickstarter has the most. They have 28 million unique visitors per month, and they have 17, 7 million, 17 million active users. And Indiegogo clocks in at 9.6 million unique visitors per month with 9 million users. And if you look at some of the stats I have up here, Kickstarter, since it started in 2009, they've raised $4.8 billion for 180 successfully funded projects. So a ton of traffic and people mm -hmm. just curious about what new trends are being created. Yeah. So what's special? Um, I mentioned that the backers are really wealthy. Some of the wealthiest people in the world, uh, on average, they spend over 100 US dollars per order. So even if you have like a $20 product, like Riley, you have like your, um, your cool uh, sticky things, sticky wallets for the back of phones. Yeah. That stuff it might be $20, you know, for a single piece, but if you stack on value and you say, okay, buy three for 60 or four for a hundred, uh, people will buy that many. They were willing to spend, uh, for whatever reason, that's just how they, the shoppers are. They're early adopters. So they're looking to be the first to back a brand or a product they've never heard of. And they're really passionate. So they're really engaged, willing to comment. And this is a type of audience that you don't really see on Amazon, right? Amazon is all about comparison shopping, you know, what's the best price, what's the best value. Yeah. So it's more like, what can I get the most bang for my buck? But Kickstarter and Egogo, it's all about how can I get the best experience? How can I feel like I'm contributing to someone's success? Which if you're launching a new product or a brand that no one's ever heard of, this is the perfect audience for you. And same thing on Amazon. Normally you can't get repeat backers because you're competing with so many different people. And even if you have multiple SKUs, you can't really retarget people to say like, hey, I have garlic press over here. Would you like a gar uh, an onion press over here? They're just going to look for the next best onion press from someone else. But on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, people continually repeat purchase. On average, uh, backers support six to seven projects over the lifetime of their project. Mm -hmm. uh, so why is Kickstarter so favorable for sellers? Um, we can break it down into five steps so how does it work the first thing is you have a limited launch campaign so you pick how long you want to launch your campaign for anywhere from from five days or less even less obviously you wouldn't do that all the way up to 60 days so it's a limited time and it creates this exclusivity and urgency for people to back the project second is backers place pre-orders so like i said you get the cash up front mm -hmm. and then you get paid from kickstarter in one lump sum within 15 days so for our very first Kickstarter project is a cold brew coffee maker. We raised over $600,000 US. And then we, aside from their fees, which is like 8%, we got 600K deposited directly to our bank account in one lump sum. And wow. I've never seen that much money in my bank account in my yeah, life. Nice. Right? If, if you sell on Amazon or any other platform, that money rolls in slowly, right? So to have so much buying power all at once is just unheard of. Um, number four, once you have that money, obviously you place your manufacturing order. You don't run away to Bali and pretend uh, you can't deliver. <laughs> uh, and then 
you can usually use any profits that you got up front to reinvest. You can use it for marketing, et cetera. You just have a lot of cash um, and, yeah. and opportunities there. And the last is obviously you deliver on your promise, or your promise to your backers. And, you know, being able to buy the, the inventory up front, ship it to different distribution centers and fulfill, that's totally up to you. Or you can fulfill directly from China. And then, like I said before, you can launch on your preferred e-com channel, Amazon, Shopify, wholesale and distribution, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. So why is this a better launch strategy than what you've probably already used on Amazon? Well, first, um, profitable launches. Second, you minimize risk and you have positive cash flow. You build a long-term sustainable brand. You gain public social proof and you make a splash. You get a lot of PR buzz and credibility. And I'll be diving into each of these in more detail. So the first is profitable launches. So typically, when you launch on e-commerce, you require significant upfront investment. You got to like do a lot of giveaways on Amazon. You got to invest heavily in PPC to even rank. You got to do incentivized giveaways or use things um, like rebate key. A lot of these things cost a lot of money, and there's no guarantee that your product will actually end up being profitable on the back end. Usually, it takes a few months. Um, the second is launches are a sunk cost. So again, you won't know if it's product success until much later. And so you recoup all your costs back and start selling products beyond your, your, your break even. And lastly, uh, Kickstarter launches resolve a lot of those things because you're doing pre-orders. So you get the cash up front and this asset, this campaign page actually lives on Kickstarter forever. So this is, on the right here, we see an image of our first Kickstarter campaign. This is actually what's taken from Indiegogo in demand, but we've sold uh, since we launched $865,000 US to over 10,000 backers, almost 11,000. And oh, that wow. asset lives right. on Indiegogo and Kickstarter forever. So if you search us up, you'll find us. Um, and okay. oops, yeah, you'll be able to find us and it's, it's a great way to advertise to customers for credibility or even distributors if you want to go the retail route. The second is minimizing risk and having positive cash flow. So because it's a pre-order platform, you get the cash paid up front before you place the order so you're not in the hole. So instead of potentially getting a loan or going to VCs for funding, you get all the cash and you don't have to go that route. Uh, so instead of spending money for a launch that might not be successful, you end up with the cash right up front in your bank account. Third is you build a long-term sustainable brand. So like I've said, or like you've probably experienced, it's really hard to build a brand on Amazon. And what I mean by brand is you have a list. You have a list of customers that you can contact on a regular basis. Obviously, mm -hmm. Amazon makes that impossible now to do. Mm -hmm. um, and you have repeat customers that, come in, that keep wanting to come back to you. So if you look at a brand in that sense, Amazon is really, really challenging. And yeah. so Kickstarter kind of builds that whole community because your backers become your fans. That's how the whole community is built. They're also opening to support brands they've never heard of. Um, like we didn't exist before we raised $600,000 on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. The brand never existed. Cold brew wasn't really a thing in the U.S., and we were mm. somehow the people that ended up launching cold brew in the States. Mm. So there was some luck and trends involved, but the fact that we'd never existed and people were willing to invest in us shows a lot. Yeah. So not only that, they're super engaged. 
So mm-hmm. out of the 8,000 initial backers that we got, we sent out a 20 question survey to ask people about, you know, what products they want to see from us in the future. What kind of coffee you drink. Oh. Um, and this thing, this image on the right, we got almost 2,500 responses. So over 30% of people responded to this survey. Wow. So if you've ever tried to send any type of survey, let alone a 15 minute survey to your list, I can guarantee you won't be as high as what we got 30% for our 20, a 20 question survey. Mm-hmm. So it just proves and shows how crazy um, these people are and yeah. how invested they are in your success. Yeah, they're much more, it's much more of an intimate uh, customer relationship because they see like your whole video and your brand story and all that, like from the get go. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's like a grassroots movement. Um, yeah. You want to tell your story, you want to show your face and talk about your brand yeah. um, and, and you know what your vision is. Uh, and that's what will get more and more people to be engaged with your brand and continue to buy from you. In fact, a lot of people from our Arctic cold brew campaign ended up coming back for our second campaign, which I'll show you a bit later. A nice. lot of people re- uh, repurchased from us. So the fourth is getting public social proof. So like I said, your campaign page will always be on Kickstarter. And if you decide to transition to Indiegogo or just launch an Indiegogo in the first place, it's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. And because there's so much traffic, like there's 30 million people that go to Kickstarter. There's, I I think, 17 million people that go to Indiegogo per month. There's Because there's so much traction and so much traffic, uh, SEO is a really good strategy to use to stuff keywords into your page. So if you have, mm. if you're a brand new product and you have competitors that are already ranking on SEO above you, make sure to steal their keywords and put it into your page because you'll automatically rank really well on Google. Oh, so your, your Kickstarter page will rank on Google? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. So people searching um, for like um, cold brew system, like they might find your Kickstarter page? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, nice. Um, so, the other thing that you can use this for is credibility. So like I said, if you have, if you want to go the wholesale route, the retail route, you can show your partner, your potential partners, the number and the amount you've raised on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and they'll just be wowed by it. Right. This is not yeah. something that normally happens with Shopify or Amazon. It's like, Hey, look, I raised $30,000 this month. Look at my spreadsheets. There's mm-hmm. not as much fanfare, but with Kickstarter, there's just a lot more of that going on. So they're much more likely to, to be interested and in, engage with, um, putting your product on their shelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the fifth one is making a splash PR buzz and credibility. So we got a ton of hits with our first campaign and also for our second one. And you're much more likely again, because it's a public asset to, to make a splash in PR. So we got publications from Uncrate, Mashable, digital trends. Um, yeah, the list goes on. So depending mm-hmm. on how good you are with your launch strategy and being able to do a lot of this outreach, then you'll have a lot of different avenues to reach new audiences. Nice. So that's why you should be paying attention to Kickstarter, part one. In the part two, we're going to be diving into the actual strategy itself. And with every new strategy and new success, there's always a big failure, a big lesson to be learned. So here's actually my business partner, Vance, in Bali, in Changu. Uh, learning how to surf for the first time and he, he was coming in on a big wave and just bit the sand <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've done that a couple times <laughs> so this funny thing is this video was recorded by a random person standing on the beach and they posted it to a, like a really famous instagram like surfing 
uh, like meme account. Yeah. And then someone, one of my other friends in Bali picked it up and then was like, Vance, is that you? <laughs> so this is completely random that we actually got this footage. That's actually you? But, and this is actually my poison part advance. Oh, shit. <laughs> it had like 500,000 views in the first week. So he's a meme. Okay. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> nice. A yeah, that's a funny fall there. Um, yeah, so... Our first, like I mentioned, our first Amazon product was success. We planned to try and launch 20, but we ended up doing 12. And of the 12, only two are still active. We ended up sinking like 100K in, into the launches and all of it was just a waste because we just weren't confident with the launch strategy. We didn't even have a launch strategy. We we're just like just doing things that we thought would stick across the board, but that wasn't the case. Uh, we did everything, Amazon giveaways, PPC, influencer campaigns. But the issue was that nothing was reliable and because we were launching in all these different niches that had nothing to do with each other, it wasn't really building a brand. Um, okay, we did uh, lost 150K even more <laughs> in, that, in that first year. Um, so 10 of the 12 products failed. But the learning lesson was that along the way, we discovered one thing that worked and that was Kickstarter. So the Arctic was actually originally meant to just go on Amazon. But what we ended up doing was because it was unique, um, we decided to launch it on Kickstarter instead. And we ended up raising close to $1 million, not just on Kickstarter, but through Indiegogo and upsells afterwards. So not just shy of $1 million for one SKU, all within, I think, four months. Nice. So we actually ended up hitting our $1 million goal that year. It all came from one SKU. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that leads us to our six-figure Kickstarter launch blueprint. Uh, the secret of having a profitable launch and limiting risk and building a long-term sustainable brand. So we broke it down into five steps. I'm going to kind of skip this slide, but I'm going to get into detail for each of these steps in the following slides. So the first one is determining your USP. So your USP, you probably know what you know what it is, is unique selling proposition or the hook of what gets people to click through your product listing and to be interested in learning more about your product. So it's pretty much what's unique about your product. And it doesn't have to be an innovative thing. Riley, like you mentioned, it can just be a unique angle or way of positioning your product that people have never heard of before. Mm -hmm. So cocktail shakers was actually one of the products that we considered launching on Amazon. Uh, it's super saturated now. So if you were to try and launch it, you need to, you need to be really capital. Um, you need to have a lot of capital. So these guys raised almost half a million dollars on Kickstarter. And their USP was it's an elevated craft cocktail shaker, right? You think it's nothing special, but clearly it worked for them on Kickstarter. They raised half a million dollars. Yeah, that's a USP. It's elevated. Yeah, what does that what does that <laughs> even mean? Like it's got like a stain. Uh, I have no idea to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a couple bonus features like the lid. You can see it has measuring lines. Uh huh. Uh, in my, yeah. I think it's double walled. Uh, unlike other cocktail shakers, uh, which tend to be single walled, so it's insulated, <clears throat> keeps your drinks cool for longer, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Simple. Yeah, it's simple. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The, uh, so we broke it down into like three difficulty levels, easiest, medium, and hard. So the easiest one is just product positioning. So it's putting a new spin on something that already exists and you're emphasizing the benefit in a different way, 
So for Amazon sellers that think like, oh, you know, I need to reinvent like something in my niche, that's not correct. You can just take an existing product, perhaps put um, a new spin on what you have. Obviously, don't take it off the shelf, but there's virtually a, new, a, a way to do this for all products. So on the right, we have a friend here that launched something called Soapberry. It's shampoo and body wash. Nothing new or innovative about that. But their USP was it's the first, world's first soap grown from trees. So it's a special like ingredient. It's called a, a soap berry and is grown in Taiwan. And they use that as one of their ingredients. But if you know anything about soaps, a lot of this stuff is fluff. Like, oh, I'm going to put like argan oil. It's like 0.1%. I'm going to put mm -hmm. mint essential oils. And all of a sudden it's like a brand new product. So for mm -hmm. anyone that's in the soaps or body care niche, it's very easy to put a spin on your product. Another example, packing cubes. Uh, if you know Sam out of Bali, he did packing cubes and this product did 3 million Hong Kong dollars. I think you divide that by six or five to get US dollars. Um, nothing innovative about this one, it's packing cubes. Um, and it zips down to compressed clothes. Again, this exists on Amazon already. The USP was make unpacking thing of the past. So on Kickstarter, you don't really see packing cubes. So people just bounced on this product. Uh, on Amazon, people don't really think twice. So all you really need, again, is to just create a unique USP um, for an existing product and people will jump on it. Uh, the second le difficulty level medium is you change the materials of the product. You change the aesthetics, the color, the look or the design, or you have a small functional upgrade. So in this example, it's chopsticks, you know? How, how awesome can you make chopsticks? Well, apparently these guys made it out of titanium uh -huh. and they raised $272,000 US and all they did was change the material, right? Second example, again, packing cubes. So they have a USP, it's smart packing cubes. You know, how smart can they be? It's up to you, but they raised $280,000 US and they changed the materials, they changed the look of the packing cubes, but again, a very common Amazon product. They launched it on Amazon, I uh, sorry, on Kickstarter and did a ton of money. Mm -hmm. The third highest level is actually creating something unique. So doing a, an advanced functional upgrade. So instead of just changing the material, you change the weight, completely change the weight functions. So this is uh, in the example, or take apart and put into this like small Altoids tin that you can fit in your pocket. And this one did a million dollars, uh, sorry, a million euros. So really, really timely for the trend and not, not like a super complicated functional upgrade, right? You just need to have a designer to be able to say, you know, how can I make a fork, spoon, and knife fit into my pocket? Yeah. So step two. Uh, create your campaign. So this consists of three steps, campaign basics, three brand assets, and the most important list. So the first is when you set up your campaign, you have two main aspects to keep in mind. The first is your fundraising goal. And that's kind of like the time limitation of how the time period of when you want to raise your money. Oh, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Your fundraising goal is the amount you actually want to raise for your campaign. Campaign duration is how long you want to run your campaign for. So the fundraising goal should be, be between $10,000 and $30,000. You don't want to set it too high that you're not going to reach it because Kickstarter is an all-or-nothing platform. 
So if you say, I want to raise $20,000 and you don't actually hit that amount, Kickstarter doesn't charge the backers and you don't get any of the money. Uh. So you want to make sure that you hit your actual goal. And this kind of gives the backers confidence that like, okay, he's not going to, if he doesn't hit his goal, it's okay. No one wins. There's no risk uh, okay. to the backers. And technically yeah, no like, risk to you you got to make sure you have enough to, to fully go all in and make it for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, it's kind of shifted. That's how it used to be that like, if I actually needed $80,000 to, to make, to do my first production run, because that's my minimum order quantity. Yeah. Um, you can still do that. But most of this is a vanity metric these days. People just yeah. set it low enough so that they can hit it in like 24 hours. Our second campaign we raised, our goal was 20 K. We hit that in the first hour. Yeah. But so our first production run, we actually needed something. We need to like, um, $50,000. Yeah. But we decided to set a lower goal of 20 K because we wanted to, we wanted it to be PR friendly. So it's up to you, but we generally recommend between 20, 10 and 30 and the campaign duration is how long you have. So we found the sweet spot is between 30 and 45 days. It's a nice balance between being too short that you can't raise your fundraising goal and being too long 60 days. Like people start to, it starts to drag on. No one wants to promote you anymore. This is like when it's going to end. So 30 and 45 is perfect for creating the time limitation and urgency for people to buy. Mm -hmm. um, number th uh, two is creating three key brand assets that go on every campaign. So these are your photos, high, nice high quality photos. So nothing different than what you'd already put on your Amazon listing, copy and write up. So having a compelling story, um, drawing your, your backers into what you, uh, you know, the whole arc of what you're selling and why you decided to create it and a campaign video. It was just the most important asset because it's the first thing that you see when you launch a campaign. Um, and like I said, it doesn't have to be super complicated. In one of the case studies earlier, it was a 40 second video of a guy spinning open and close his desktop organizer. Um, and all of these assets are things that you'd already use or would have already created for your Amazon or Shopify launch. So if you might think that, look, I have to put so much effort, I don't know how to do videos or photos or copy. Well, you have to use these things if you want to do well on Amazon or Shopify. So you can repurpose 100% of these assets for your website if you're Amazon listing. It's not a waste of time. <clears throat> the third is step of the five-step five launch blueprint is launching strong. So this is four steps, and I'll dive into each of these. Spiking the algorithm, continuing momentum with ads, taking advantage of PR and leveraging your community. So the first is spiking the algorithm. So on the right here, we actually have our second Kickstarter product. It was completely designed from the ground up. I designed this myself and worked with an engineer to kind of make the 3D models. Mm. Um, these are actually not 3D models, they're photos. But the original product, um, I work with a designer. And essentially it's screen enhancing glassware. It like makes your coffee s smell and taste better, kind of like how with wine, you can swirl it around and enhance the aromas. Mm -hmm. So we decided to bring that world of wine and spirits into coffee. And yeah, the whole idea is to spike the algorithm. So you see here, we, we had a goal, I said, of 20,000. We hit that in the first hour. Mm -hmm. And what that does with the, al uh, the Kickstarter ranking algorithm is it puts you on the front page. Mm -hmm. And if Kickstarter has 30 million visitors per month and they see you on the front page, that's mm -hmm. going to continue to drive sales to your product page or your mm -hmm. campaign page. So it's really important to understand how to spike the algorithm, get as many backers as you can in the first 24 to 48 hours. And the algorithm is determined by a few things. One, like I said, is hitting your fundraising goal as fast as possible, 
the total number of backers you have at any given time, the amount of traffic you're, you're driving to your page, and how many people are commenting, how many minutes are watching the video, all these things. The, the higher amount of engage, engagement you get on your page, the better your ranking will be in the algorithm. Yep. And after the first few days or first week, you'll notice that the traffic will start to slump on your page. So you continue to boost the momentum with Facebook ads. So if you're familiar with Facebook ads, you want to flex, uh, target, Indiegogo, and Kickstarter. And the reason this is important is because if you don't do this, you're going to be targeting just anyone in your niche. Uh -huh. But a lot of people don't know what Kickstarter and Indiegogo are, right? They'll think if you buy it, I'm going to get it tomorrow or in two days. Yep. But Kickstarter and Indiegogo, you have to self to manufacture the product. It doesn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to usually wait three to six months. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure you're getting Kickstarter and Indiegogo people that know how it works. They're placing a pre-order and there's a lot less resistance. You'll have a higher conversion rate if you use these uh, flex targets. Got it. So you simply set that in the Facebook campaign as an, as an interest that they already know about. So boom. Exactly. Yeah. So you set that as your first interest in the Google Kickstarter, and then you can stack on your niche interests. Got it. So if you're in, if you're in cooking, put on cooking, if you're in coffee, put on coffee. And you also want to retarget anyone from um, your leads list. Um, yeah. So you don't just target new people, you target your existing list as well. Yep. Uh, third is optional, but we definitely recommend it. So you want to take advantage of PR. So these are some of the PR hits that we got for our second campaign. We got Gear Patrol, we got Mental Floss, which is like, they get like a million hits on their website per month. And that was, all. a lot of this is completely organic. Oh. Like you might think we paid for these, but these are all organic. Nice. Uh, Yanko Design was the only one we paid for. I think they, they charge us like 900 bucks, but that's a hit or miss. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's optional, it's not recommended. It won't deliver as much ROI as Facebook ads, but it definitely helps you to tap into new audiences and it also helps to build credi credibility. So you mm -hmm. can, you, we, you know, it's really nice to create this graphic that I have in the bottom right of like all the, of all the hit media hits that you got and mentions. Mm -hmm. So it also helps to build credibility really fast. For sure. Um, the fourth of this step is leveraging your community. So like I said, you have a really engaged list uh, so you want to take advantage of them, get them to share on social media, repost your campaign, get their friends and family. And you can do this by incentivizing them through things like contests or uh, referral campaigns. There's something called kickbooster.me or there's another one called gleam.io. These are platforms that exist yep. and you can use them to promote your product through things like referral contests. So you don't have to build anything from scratch. These platforms already exist. And if you decide not to launch a Kickstarter, you can totally do this, you know, for your Amazon product, for your Shopify store, et cetera. The fourth step of the five-step blueprint is upsell, order, and fulfill. So break this down in four steps. It's the first to place your order, optimize your upsell strategy, sell more without inventory, and deliver on your promise. So the first is place your order. So once you get the money from Kickstarter, like I said, it gets deposited within two weeks. You place the order with the supplier and it typically in the past, we don't, we don't even wait till the Kickstarter ends. If we really want to, you know, keep the ball rolling for our last Kickstarter, we actually went to China and negotiated with our supplier halfway through the campaign. Oh. And, you know, you can tell your supplier, Hey, look, you know, I have a, uh, uh, a bill of order for 10,000 items and here's my money from a Kickstarter campaign. Give me a good price. 
Yeah. Um, do you want this money? If not, I'm going to go to the next guy. So you can actually do this before your Kickstarter actually closes. If you know, and you're confident with how much you're going to raise. Nice. Um, the second is optimizing your upsell strategy. So between your Kickstarter campaign closing and you actually shipping, right? It might range anywhere from one month to six months. So there's going to be a lag time between um, when you're actually going to be able to sell directly through your own store or your sales channels. So during that time, what do you do? You don't stop selling. You want to continue making money on pre-orders. So there's a couple ways of doing that. You can either uh, go to Indiegogo in demand if you sell on Kickstarter and basically Indiegogo in demand, like lets you copy your entire Kickstarter campaign and continue selling through pre-orders. Nice. Um, another one is backer kit or crowd ox. It's a post campaign tool and they basically collect all the backer information for you. So Kickstarter isn't really friendly after the Kickstarter. They don't mm -hmm. have this like nice looking spreadsheet with all your customers, names and addresses. You yeah. have to collect that manually. Mm. So, there's this platform called Backerkit. They take a small, like one, 2% cut of, of sales. But mm. in terms of, for us, it's, it was worth it because the amount of upsells we got as a part of their platform, you through this process of confirming order details or their shipping address, there's another page on the back end where they say, Hey, would you like to buy more products? And we found that we increased our upsells by 10 to 25%. So this is a screenshot. We raised $24,000 for our second Kickstarter campaign. 562 nice. backers bought more stuff of the same thing they already owned. <laughs> wow, so. So you might think like. Wow, 20, 10 to 25%. Okay, so yeah, your, your total sales were boosted by 10 to 25% just by having this little, yeah, upsell to, at the end of it, like you, like you should have on, yeah, any e-commerce website. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it can be for the same product, it can be for peripheral products that you already have. Um, I already mentioned this, the bonuses, if you transition from Indiegogo, sorry, from Kickstarter to Indiegogo, they had this thing called Indiegogo In Demand. It says in the image right above Venti, and it allows you to continue selling pre-orders. And we still have it up today. You can search, us, search our product up on Indiegogo and buy uh, our glasses. And 218 was the original amount, the arrow points to at the bottom. And we've since raised an extra $70,000 on top of our original Kickstarter amount. So the thing is Kickstarter, once it closes, you can't sell anymore, right? Mm. So you either transition to your own website or you can transition to Indiegogo, which has a lot more reputation. And again, they still have that really engaged, really wealthy audience willing to buy new products. So highly recommend switching to Indiegogo afterwards. And you can raise anywhere from 20% to 100% more. Like nice. I've seen campaigns raise 500K on Kickstarter and then get to a million dollars total on Indiegogo. Yep. Nice. And fourth is obviously deliver on your promise. Make sure that you send um, your product to all of the backers. If it's going to be late, it's totally okay. So it's yeah. not like e-commerce. So it's like, where's my product? It hasn't arrived in a month. Give me my money back. Mm -hmm. But Kickstarter and Indiegogo, people are a lot more forgiving. Mm -hmm. On our first campaign, even actually in our current campaign, because of COVID, we weren't able to ship to certain countries. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's now six months late. But... Mm -hmm they're not asking for refunds because they understand what the issue is. Yep. Um, and here's the last and final step. It's establishing your brand. <clears throat> so this is all about engaging your community. So like I said, with Amazon, you don't have a list. You, Amazon will just not give you the list unless you do some black hat or gray hat stuff. Mm -hmm. But with Kickstarter, they give you the entire list. 
So for our first campaign, we had 8,000 backers. Second campaign, we had 2,500 backers. We have, all the, we have their entire list. We have their address information, their phone numbers, obviously not the credit card information, but you have everything you need to retarget them on ads, to email them, to create and nurture this list. And like I said, if you don't have a list, you don't have a brand. So imagine you launch a Kickstarter, you have the entire list, you have a brand here. So to grow that brand, you have to engage your list. Mm -hmm. And if you have peripheral product, you have a website, you want to make sure you're driving them and getting them familiar with your, with all of your marketing and your website. Mm -hmm. So do things like um, create behind the scenes content, um, create a Facebook group where they can talk to each other, talk about how much they love the product nice. and build that relationship. And also like we've run, this is really powerful. Like we, we recently did a review contest. So on Amazon, you cannot do incentivized reviews, right? Yeah. But outside of Amazon, that's fair game. So we just did um, a contest. We're like, hey, we're going to give away three sets of our Vensi glasses. And you just have to go on our website, our Shopify store, and leave a review for a chance to win. Yeah. Completely against Amazon terms of service. But what you can do afterwards is once they leave a review on your website, you can go in and message them personally because you have an email and say, hey, I loved your review on my website would you be okay copying and pasting that review on our Amazon listing? Uh-huh, yeah. So if you have a 1,000 people and you, you do this at the right time, you get like 30 to 100 people to leave reviews on your Amazon listing, you're automatically ranking really well on Amazon. Boom, yep. Or, so, or even do the little video contest. You got people to, to do unboxing uh, reviews. Exactly. Yeah, those are always great. Exactly. Yeah. So you can repurpose those for ads, for Facebook ads, retargeting, like testimonials are the, the best way to, to engage new customers when they see that mm -hmm. people are holding the product or happy with it. So yeah. a lot of really good opportunities to engage your existing audience, but also use user generated content to do things like reviews um, and attract new customers. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up the five um, launch pillar process or strategy. I'm going to be showing you some case studies on how this has been used by other people. So the first one is peak design. Riley, have you ever heard of peak design before? Uh, no. So they are, if you look them up, they are the oh, kings of Kickstarter. Yeah, they, they like make camera gear. Uh -huh. uh, so they make all different types of camera gear. Like cam they started with camera clips. They do camera bags. I have one of the bags here with me. Amazing quality. But these guys essentially live off of Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. they, they started with a simple camera clip. They did, <clears throat> I think, 300K on the first project back, you know, six, seven years ago, which is an insane amount of money back then. Uh, but they've since grown to nine campaigns. Every single new product launch they do on Kickstarter. And they've mm -hmm. raised $32 million in total with over 120,000 people across their nine campaigns. Wow. And it just goes to show you that like, once you launch on Kickstarter, you don't have to launch outside of it afterwards. You can continue launching because people keep coming back. Yeah. Um, and these guys are famous on Kickstarter. Like, everything they launch is, is, is made of gold. Like Their last campaign, they did $12 million for a tripod. Wow, yeah. Um, it's one of the top, I think, 10 Kickstarter projects of all time. Wow, yeah, that looks, looks pretty dope. Yeah, so I've watched one of the interviews with the founders. He does a lot of podcasts. If you can get him on, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. But yeah. he, uh, he said that he believes that Kickstarter is the best for launching products because it allowed him 
to raise capital without having to go to investors or without having to get a loan or give up equity in his business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially for something like a tripod that costs a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. To do R and D for this type of product. But thanks to Kickstarter, he just needs to prototype it and then use the cash to actually create the product. Yeah. So crowdfunding. That's the the thing. Crowdfunding. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Leveraging your audience. Um, So, they don't just do Kickstarter. Obviously they have other sales channels. They launched Amazon. They have a website that does 500,000 unique visitors per month. They have partnerships mm-hmm. with some of the biggest camera companies in the world, like um, B&H out of New York. Um, they're listed they like in every single camera store in Canada and their 20, 2019 revenue was 65 to $70 million. Wow, and they're completely independent. Yeah, they compete with, you know, some of the big uh, camera accessory companies and bags in, in, in tripods. Like they're competing head to head and they started as a completely independent company from nothing. Mm. Uh, the second case study is Better Back. So this is a single girl. Like she's apparently one of the highest, most funded single female entrepreneurs on Kickstarter. And she did three products. It's in the back pain relief niche. Um, her first one did almost $2 million, second did a million, and the third did just shy of a million. So in total, almost $3 million raised with over almost 50,000 fans. And um, thanks to her success on Kickstarter, she actually went straight to Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And she got uh, backed by Barbara Corcoran. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but yeah. she ended up getting funded by one of the sharks and has gone on to expand into you know things like As Seen on TV and different online retailers. So there's a really good opportunity to transition from Kickstarter um, and use that marketing asset, you know, to do things as audacious as Shark Tank or even just sell to other, other distributors. Yeah. And the last case study here uh, is one of our friends. I brought them up earlier. It's treated tub. So this is an example of two bootstrapped guys that launched the very first brand and product on Kickstarter and they didn't raise a million dollars. They only raised forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which for their niche is still a lot of money. But they end up transitioning really well to Amazon. It's a perfect mm-hmm. case study for Amazon people because they do two hundred thousand dollars per month now on Amazon and two hundred k off Amazon through other online channels or even in uh, in um, retail. And they've since grown from two bootstrap friends to over fourteen team members. And, and I think they have like 10 or 15 SKUs now. Mm. So you don't need a million dollars to, to be able to transition. You can do a small amount, even 20 K on Amazon or sorry, on Kickstarter, which is pretty reasonable. Yeah. You can transition to other different sales channels of your choice. So that pretty much wraps up the presentation. I can just dive Mm. into the bonus that we have for anyone that makes it this far. Yeah. So we're offering a free 30-minute breakthrough strategy call. It's valued at $197. And basically, it's an instant audit. If you're planning to launch a product, we'll give you an instant audit of your current launch strategy, areas of weakness or mistakes we can point out that we have definitely made because we've mm-hmm. tried it all. We've made those mistakes. Um, we're not gurus. We don't speak from a pedestal. We've actually done all of these strategies that I talked about in this presentation for mm-hmm. our own campaigns and for other people's campaigns. Mm-hmm. So... On screen, I'll just read them for you really quick in case you, you're not looking at the screen and you're listening to this on a podcast. Uh, we'll evaluate you on one of these four pillars. So the first is your product launch strategy. Do I identify mistakes you should avoid? 
Second is your unique selling proposition, USP, to target your ideal customers and maximize conversion rate. Third is your brand's growth and profit strategy to maximize your ROI and eliminate unnecessary costs. And then the fourth and final one is your business's long-term sustainability strategy so you can scale your brand for X beyond your launch. So our goal by the end of the call, the 30-minute call, is to give you actionable feedback and clear next steps for how to take your product and launch your brand to the next level. So awesome. it's first it's first come, first serve. Um, if I could give this to everyone, then I wouldn't be able to work on my own business. So it's just limited to the first five people. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're listening to this, definitely check out our website at livemyplayground.com slash FBA lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and you guys so will have a special, a special treatment, special hookup. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you're coming through Riley's link, uh, we made that link just for you. So we'll know to give you the uh, red carpet special. And mm -hmm. we do have a qualification survey. So if you've never launched, if you're never on Amazon, obviously it's not a fit. We want to make sure you have experience with Amazon. You have experience in launching products and you do have an intention to launch your next product. So yeah. again, we don't want to take everyone. We want to make sure that we're giving you value and that it's, it, you're going to have a good time on the call. Yeah. Don't want so, to be wasting your time. Exactly. Uh, make sure you're ready to go. Okay. Wow. Um, I am literally so excited because as I told you when we had our, our pre-call, like I already have a product that I have in mind, something that we're um, preparing to launch on Amazon. Um, it could definitely be appropriate for Kickstarter. Also, my mom's products that she invented and created a couple years ago has potential for Kickstarter and also my younger brother's product has potential as well we all have unique products and so um yeah it's definitely um definitely time someone gives a, gives a crack at this so i think um i think soon i'll be taking you up on this uh 30 minute uh breakthrough strategy here awesome yeah and the thing is a lot of these strategies don't have to apply to kickstarter like all the things i mentioned mm -hmm. um Every single aspect of it, every single technique can be used regardless of which platform you decide to launch on. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, if I had to choose, it'd always be Kickstarter because of that audience and because of how much organic traffic there is on the website. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a no-brainer for me. So you can launch on any other platform, but I will definitely help you to, um, to drive you to, to understand how Kickstarter can be a benefit for, for launching your next product. Yeah. For sure, dude. Um, wow. Well, yeah, congrats on your successful launches. That's awesome. You guys are, you're killing it. Um, and so behind the whole thing, so you have a, a whole, uh, if you guys just want to go check it out as well, if you go to livemyplayground.com, um, you can get their free guide and, uh, and start there as well. And you said you're making a whole Kickstarter course, right? And this is, this is still under in the works coming soon or yeah 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 it's coming soon so we're actually officially launching august 1st so if you're interested we can talk about it a little bit more on the call or if you just want to shoot us an email at hello at livemyplayground.com or even just go through our website download you know we created this guide we created a bunch of uh of videos for you to watch to all value like we don't want to we don't want to just fluff things up we actually want to teach people um how to launch products and create you know the brand that they've always wanted um, so that's what the Kickstarter course is all about. How can you do that? We'll give you exactly our step-by-step -step strategy, swipe files, all that stuff. And it's going to be launching August 1st. Awesome. 
Nice, nice. Might be uh, talking to you about that as well. Um, after I get through my next course launch, uh, I got to get through my, my next 90-day FBA uh, course launch. And then after that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some, some Kickstarter launches for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, links below, guys. Uh, thanks again, Johnny. And, uh, yeah, you guys know where to find him if you, if you want to learn more. And, uh, obviously, share this uh, episode with a friend who, uh, who needs to hear this. Sweet. Thanks again, Riley, for having me on. And if you have any questions, just feel free to reach out. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again, man. And uh, probably see you uh, in Bali or somewhere around the world. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the FBA Lifestyle Podcast. Don't forget to follow on all podcast platforms, YouTube and Instagram. Ready to fast track your first or next FBA product? Ready to create a real product that leaves the competition in the dust? Then check out the 90-Day FBA Challenge, a 12-week accelerator program with weekly coaching calls where we help you go from zero idea what to sell to a product live on Amazon within 90 days and download the free Amazon Secrets eBook. FBA Lifestyle, the Amazon experts. Start your FBA business. Achieve the freedom lifestyle.